Welcome to Stories of Terra. My name is Guy Black, or Raven Hood on the interwebs, and I'm just a humble storyteller here with my youngest daughter to draw you into the vast world of Terra by Riot Games. The Riot Games community has crafted an incredible universe where the thunder of a storm is not just some interesting natural phenomenon. Each week, we jump into the Riot Games universe and narrate something from the world of Runeterra off of the Riot Games universe site. Think of this whole thing as an audiobook project of League stories and lore by yours truly. This week's story is Volibear, the Relentless Storm. Bless you, dear one. That's my youngest. Her name is Magnolia, and she's sitting with us today. And now for my terrible impression. They have forgotten the old ways, and the old ways have never forgotten them. To those who still revere him, the volley bear is the storm made manifest. Destructive, wild, and stubbornly resolute, he existed before mortals rocked the Freljord's tundra and is fiercely protective of the lands that he and his demigod kin created. Cultivating a deep hatred of civilization and the weakness it brought with it, he now fights to return to the old ways where the land was untamed and blood spilled freely and eagerly battles all who oppose him with tooth, claw, and thundering domination. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I feel like this episode needs a little bit of context because it was kind of funny. I can't remember. It was I think it was two weekends ago. I was watching the LCS games and Captain Flowers and I think it was Kobe were asking questions about Volibear's lore. And I tweeted at them just because, you know, I want to pretend like I'm part of the whole, uh, you know, show and uh, said that I may have to do a Volibear episode to help them. So, maybe, if the two of you listen to it. I love the lore. Enjoy your casting and the games. Hopefully you hear this and you enjoy it. Check uh, check the backlog, Captain Flowers. I did Skarner. Though, if I did it again, there would be some pieces I'd change. Hopefully you enjoy that too. To some, he is the thunder's roar, the great storm, or Valhir. To others, he is ruin, the thousand pierced bear, or he who stands. But to most of the tribes who still hold to the old ways, he is known as the Volibear. Destruction, strength, and the storm made manifest, the Volibear represents the unstoppable power and fury of the Freljord itself. It was the Volibear and his demigod kin who formed the land they called Voriyard. Long before the arrival of the mortal races, the sagas tell he created the five fjords with one mighty swipe of his claws, and how his epic battle with the savage magma serpent Rond formed countless valleys and ravines. 
When the volley bear finally felled the beast, its blood became the first river in the Freljord, and its colossal corpse formed the Wormback Mountains. In the days of the first tribes, wild magic ran rampant. The volley bear was venerated and worshipped by all, for they all needed his indomitable strength to survive. Great wars were raged, and the volley bear took the field alongside his followers, clad in rune-inscribed armor made by his brother Orn, demigod of the forge. At the time, the brothers' bond was strong. They often fought at each other's sides in hard-fought victories, and as ever more blood offerings were made to him, his power swelled. In time, the volley bear and his kin drifted apart, each focusing on their own pursuits. Even so, there was no true division between them, until new ideas began to usurp the old beliefs. Three sisters rose to power, seeking to control and impose order on the frail yord, and the demigods could not agree on how to proceed. A few, like Anivia, seemed inclined to work with the sisters, while the volley bear and the iron boar wanted to destroy them. Others would have been content to ignore them completely, since these feeble creatures would eventually die like all before them. The volley bear looked for the most animalistic and savage of his followers, known as the Ursine. With them, he would defeat the three sisters. In preparation, he sought out Orn to arm his warriors for battle. But Orn refused. He did not approve of the Ursine's savage ways, and a terrible fight erupted between the two demigods, and in the aftermath, the volley bear cursed his brother's name and cast off his rune-inscribed armor. He would fight from them on with just tooth and claw and might and thunder. Far from being lessened, the volley bear found his full power was now unleashed. With newfound rage, he confronted one of the mortal sisters who sought to steal the power of the demigods for herself. Before her entire army, he struck her down, blinding her, but he was unable to stop what she had already set in motion. As the centuries rolled by, despite the volley bear's resistance, tribes began to venerate and worship the three sisters instead. Many of the more ancient practices were forgotten. He saw tribes cowering behind stone walls rather than face the rawness of nature. He saw fields being tilled and farmers herding cattle rather than hunting. He bellowed in fury to see the great rivers dammed rather than allowed to roar free. This was not his frail yord. The change had happened slowly, glacially. But the volley bear finally came to realize that the tribes had been cut off from the wild spirit of the land, making them frail, compliant, and soft. These weaklings had no reverence for the old ways, or old gods. Danger and determination rumbled within him. He vowed to tear down all evidence of civilization and return the frail yord to its ancient state as a true wilderness. The people would become strong once more, and he would again be honored and feared by all. As the call of the volley bear reverberates across the mountains and plains of the north, more and more frail Yordians are responding. Slowly, the old ways are being remembered and re-embraced, and his strength grows with each new follower. A reckoning of blood awaits, and the volley bear is rushing towards it.
And today's story is entitled Stormbringer. It's written by Anthony Reynolds and Rayla Hyde. Valhir! The godbear twitched in his sleep, but his eyes didn't open. It was an old name and had not been spoken aloud for how long? What he heard must have been a dream or an echo of the past, and with a snort, he burrowed his head deeper into the thick snow and continued his slumber of ages. Valhir, with your name and with this blood, I call upon you. The demigod's eyes flicked open. The voice was half a land away, but it sounded as clear as if spoken directly into his ear. With a low growl, the great bear rose, pushing himself to his feet. An avalanche of snow fell from his titanic form, making the earth rumble. He shook out his fur and turned his heavy head from horizon to horizon, nostrils flaring. He could taste the blood tribute on the air, and a thrill ran through him. Somewhere, stones had been arranged to form his rune. A sacrifice had been made in his name. He felt the power of worship infusing his limbs. Valhir, we call on your fury. Give us your strength. Every death is an offering. With the promise of battle, slaughter, and worship, Valhir's heart pounded to time with the war drums he could feel echoing across the land. He could hear the stamping of feet, the clash of blades, the cries of the dying. It called to the body he wore. It called to him. The volley bear reared onto his hind legs and roared into the heavens. The sound reverberated across the icy tundra, touching the soul of every living creature in the frail yard. Hundreds of miles away, where the sun never rose, a spirit walker woke screaming, clawing at his face with hands twisted into immense talons. Across the ice flows in a different direction, packs of rhyme-fang wolves threw back their heads and howled, echoing the demigod's cry. And elsewhere, far, far away, a group of tribesmen sitting around fires fell silent, hearts suddenly thundering. Friends eyed friends with hostile expressions. Blood would be spilled. The volleyballer dropped to all fours and surged forward, massive claws ripping up the frozen earth. Snow-covered boulders and trees were smashed out of his path, and wind whistled through his thick fur as he picked up speed. With the next, he paused, sniffing the air. He was hundreds of miles away. He was getting close. The storm clouds of his war rage darkened the sky overhead. Valhir, we kill and die in your name! With an earth-shattering impact, the god-bear arrived. High upon an icy rise, lightning flickering across his ivory fur, he gazed across the battlefield. Two armies were engaged on the blood-soaked plain below. The dead and the dying were strewn across the snow. One of the forces was vastly outnumbered. They were fighting a losing battle. The giant bear snorted. Something smelled wrong about the larger of the armies. Its humans were clad in black iron and fought beneath a red banner. He growled as he realized they were not of the frail yard, but weaklings from a land where the snow lo no longer held sway. 
He bared his teeth, and lightning flashed. It struck in the midst of the battle with a deafening crash, sending charred corpses from both sides flying. Valhir! Valhir! The volley bear focused his fury-reddened gaze on the one who shouted his name. A mortal woman, clad in fur, stared up at him, her face spattered with gore. She raised a pair of bloodied axes to the sky in salute, a savage grin on her face. Many of the other combatants had ceased fighting, staring at the demigod in awe and horror, but the volleybear's attention was fixed on the woman. This... This was the one whose heart had called the storm. Valhir! She screamed, thrusting her bloodied axes into the air once more. With these deaths, we honor you! With a last deference salute, the woman turned back to the fight, hurling herself into her enemy with renewed vigor. The volleybear turned his gaze upon those who the woman fought, the outsiders, the enemy, and with a snarl, he charged. Vulcalfera! He roared, making the heavens themselves shake. He smashed into the enemy like a living battering ram, sending their frail troops flying, bones crunched, blood splashed, voices wailed. It was over in moments. In the face of the unstoppable fury of the god-bear, the resolve of the enemy crumbled. The first of them turned to run. It quickly turned into a rout, then to a butchery as the frail Yordians, now filled with the savage rage of the volley bear, fell upon the fleeing enemy like wolves, howling as they pursued them across the snow. The volley bear watched the slaughter in satisfaction, blood dripping from his maw. The woman that had called him dropped to her knees in reverence and bowed her head. Oh, great Valhir, she cried. I am warm mother Raitha, the bloodied hand. By your intervention, our village is saved. It was only then, as the volley bear's battle lust began to abate, that he saw the nearby farmsteads and stone houses, and his eyes narrowed. He turned his gaze back to the kneeling woman. He loomed over her, easily four times her height, but growing ever larger as his anger returned. His almighty form was crisscrossed with old scars and new battle wounds, all marks he wore proudly. His massive claws dripped with gore and the urge to rip and rend remained strong. He snarled down at the war mother. Voldsvag Duxkjörg. She looked at him in confusion. It was clear the old tongue had been all but forgotten. Stand. He rumbled in the younger, bastardized language she spoke. A warrior kneels to no one. His gaze settled on something further along the valley. A dangerous growl rose from deep within him, heavy with the promise of violence. The woman, Raitha, took a step back, suddenly wary. What is this? He bellowed, the air tingling with electricity as his anger grew. The woman glanced over her shoulder, confused and uneasy. The... the dam? she asked. 
Volleybear's lips curled back, exposing bloodied fangs. This was his river, and it had flowed free and wild since before the coming of humanity. The mortals dared block it. To hold back its power was abomination. He stomped past the woman, his anger building with every step. By the time he reached the crude structure, his rage had barely contained the maelstrom, and the air around him crackled with power. War Mother Wraitha and a collection of others shadowed him at a weary distance. The god bear splashed into the shallows below the dam. The water barely reached past his paws. His anger redoubled. The river should be thundering. With a roar, he tore down the stones and freed the waters. Now it thundered, bursting forth in a great churning wave. The power of the river crashed around him. There was screaming as it surged down across the floodplain. The godbear watched in satisfaction as the first of the frail Yordian's houses was smashed aside, timbers shattering and stonework collapsing. People ran, clutching younglings as the water demolished the entire settlement. Once all evidence of civilization was gone, the volleybear turned to the frail Yordians. They stood aghast, shocked at what they had wrought. Today, you are free. He could taste fear in the air, but he also felt awe and reverence of the onlooking mortals. Live, he commanded. Live wild, hunt, kill, honor the old ways, and the old ways will honor you. War Mother Raytha was now standing tall and slowly nodding. This one had the spirit of a true warrior, and in his immortal heart he knew most of the others would follow her. The Volibear gave her a nod and turned to the horizon. There was much to be done. Yes, these are the type of stories that I really, really enjoy because they are myths, not myths in the sense of they're fictional, but these are the stories about an ethnic group, in this case it's Runeterra, that are foundational to their identity as a culture and an ethnic group. It's like, they're not true or untrue in a documentarian type sense um, and we can, you can study those types of things in our own world, in ethnographic studies, in anthropology, in all that. So anyway, this is my jam. Loved this. And again, Kobe, Captain Flowers, there's a lot of lore to know. And it informs the game and makes some of the games even more interesting. Just saying. Anyway, hope you all have a great day. We'll catch you next week. We have to do... Who, of course, do we have to do next week now that we've done Volibear? Who but his brother? Orn. The Forge God. All right. We'll catch you up next week. Thanks and uh, enjoy yourselves. Love somebody. <laughs>